You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 3 of the Amen Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's Brad Rothschild. Hey, man. What's up, Stephen? How are you? Happy Rosh Hashanah. Chag Sameach. Hey, thanks for having us over yesterday. Yeah, it was good to see you. I know. I'm, I'm coming to you live from my childhood bedroom in Plainview, wow. Long Island. It was great to be in the city yesterday. And, the site uh, of many spank sessions, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is that inappropriate well, right, to say? If you look Should over my shoulder, you see my father, my father had put up a Babe Ruth poster. I see. I see Babe Ruth. Yeah. Yeah, where he was sold from the from the sold he was uh, from, from the, the Red, Red Sox, Sox. The Yankees. Hundred thousand dollars. In that space, actually, yeah. many years ago, was a Cheryl Teague's poster. Oh yeah. She was wearing a pink bikini, and then oh, over yeah. my bed, Cheryl Teague's came down at one point, and Pharaoh went up. So wait, you, you had the Cheryl Teagues before the Farrah poster. Maybe I had maybe I had the Farrah first, and then the that Cheryl was the Teague. iconic Farrah poster yeah, from the seventies. Yeah, poster, right? Exactly. Yeah, I had both. They were not up at the same time, however. No, but you know. were up every time they were up. I'm sure. <laughs> Just you know, but you you don't have to imagine yeah, too much exactly. to figure out what was yeah. going on here. In any event, yeah, good times. All right, so you're back in the room. Times, yes, I, I see a towel behind you. I guess that's the towel from back in the day. <laughs> it's it's immemorial. The thing is standing at attention. <laughs> this, this this episode can only go up from here. Get I mean, up! Whoa! 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 Okay. Yeah. So you came into the New York metropolitan area. Yeah, it's really nice for Rosh Hashanah. Uh, and you saw some you yeah, we're in family. This... You guys saw some college yep. colleges. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Me and I me and I palled around while Lauren and uh, Lauren and Maddie took a look at some colleges. It was fun. And then we hung. We hung out. And we the, watched the little Yankees. Yeah, we get we did watch the Yankees and we were hoping it would have been nice if mm. uh, Judge had at least gotten the sixty one while we were watching <sighs> together, but it was not to be. Not that we saw Rizzo Jack one. That was oh, a great was homer, nice. too. He just watched it. He knew the yeah, second he, he really hit did. I love I that. Say, we're talking a lot about Jack in it today. <laughs> you brought it up. Well, I mean, but let's let's talk for a second about the Aaron Judge thing, because right. I know there's some other issues we want to get to. But let's, as long as you mention the Yankees, like, yeah. let's talk a little bit about that. Because this is a big week for the Yankees. Yep. Um, Aaron Judge is set to at least tie... Roger Maris's all-time American League home run season home run record, and then yeah. hopefully break it. And there was a lot of speculation that it was going to happen this week at the stadium against the Red Sox. Against the Red Sox, which would have been poetic, and oh. it still could be because yep. there's one. There's, there's one more game. One game. Um, I went to three consecutive <laughs> games this week. So wait, Only, you saw him hit sixty? I saw. Okay, so I was there. And I wasn't planning on being there, but I, the game where he hit 60. Was this the doorman game? Yeah, I went with my friend Steve, not to be com- confused with my friend Stephen Cook, <laughs> but my friend Steve, who happens to work at my building. Nice. Uh, texted me that morning and it was like, we want to go to the game. I'm like, with you? Absolutely. <laughs> and, he, and he and I have been 
Uh, How long has he been at the building? Dude, it's got to be like 15 years. That's awesome. Something like that. He's been here for a while. Huge Yankees fan. Mm -hmm. Huge autograph collector Mm. also. Um, Used to work at the 21 Club. If you remember in Midtown, the famous uh, famous New York institution. And he met lots and lots of athletes and former athletes. And he would just, you know, ask for an autograph here and there. He's got a lot. He's a big Yankees fan. He goes to a lot of games. And every once in a while, when he has an extra ticket, he'll ask me if I want to go. That's awesome. Yeah. So we went. The game was, was a weird game against Pittsburgh because the bullpen was awful and they were down by four runs or five runs, five going, runs. Into, five runs going into the ninth. Yep. Uh, of course, I fell asleep. No, they were down by four because they they ended up winning they, right. by one Stanton, on, the, he, on the Stanton judge hit grand up. slam. Yeah. So they were, so no, judge, they were down by five. No, no. They were down, they were down by, by four. Judge hit yeah. a – right. Judge hit the judge number 60. Judge leads off the ninth with number 60 and – Everybody went nuts. Like it was crazy. By the way, you're at the game. You're yeah. rocking the stands. Yeah, I'm fast asleep. Yeah, I kind of completely racked out. I yeah. was watching the game. Yeah, and but you're like, like this could... is ridiculous. It wasn't fun. Right. Like, yeah. Like in total dreamland. Yeah. And it's Cheryl Teague, Sparrow, yeah, exactly. stuff going on in my head. Right. Yeah. The stadium was weird because like there's silence when he comes up to bat now. Like everybody's waiting to see what's going to happen. So, like, people get excited. He seems like he's cool as a cucumber, though. I don't know. He's. I think he's feeling it a little bit. Yeah, you he's got to be feeling point, it right? a little like, bit. Like, you can't be that loose. Well, they're pitching around him. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. getting a lot to hit. And right. he's had a couple of really close calls. Really close calls. Um, and there were a couple pitches at him yesterday when we were watching. Yeah, I was like, that was yeah. the mistake. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. fouled it off. Yep. But, like, so, so he hit 60 on Wednesday night. Right, or and Thursday. then Stan came up and hit the grand slam, and then he hit the, the and was walk off grand slam, and it was like definitely the best regular season game I've ever been to. Right. Um, and then, then I it was the, the next night. Then I went the next night, which was the first night against the Red Sox, and and Judge hit it to dead center in the ninth <laughs> inning with the game tied. And it was like, could he hit sixty one? It was like four feet short of the. Short it looked closer ball. than that on TV. Well, the, the cameraman framed it in such a way that you thought it was like going to go over the stadium. And that <laughs> yeah, guy should definitely lose his job. You don't think but, they? Um, you, you don't think they didn't have like a meeting about that? That was a game. It was yeah. on. Was it on ESPN or Fox that night? That wasn't. I think yes, it may have been on Fox. Yeah, it was. I think it was on Fox. But um, but that was also exciting. And then you know the fact that he got up. Oh no no that was that was that the was, other game. Yeah, that was the other. You missed game. the game. Yeah. So the game that I went to with Jordan, we were actually sitting out in the bleachers. This was Thursday night's game. Were you being ill-tempered? Were you being a bleacher bum? No. Everybody was excited. Right. I mean, people were psyched. And he wasn't getting a lot of pitches. And people were getting pissed. But then he bleacher bums. they scored a bunch of runs. And we're like, oh, my God, he's going to get up again. It's crazy. Right, right. And if I he gets up again, he's going to hit it. That was the game. I was like, I'm not falling asleep. Yeah. Because I didn't see 60. So but I they, stayed up and I watched the whole thing. And they were like, he he what did he ground out or did he get his he, no he the seventh inning him. oh yeah yeah in the seventh inning he grounded out and I was like oh fuck and no and he got a single oh was that it but whatever yeah, they said then, they needed to five guys needed to get on in the next inning and they did yeah it was crazy that was no that was Wednesday night that was the second the second Pirates game so I went Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday so 
So then they walked him in the ninth. Right. And we're just like, and then, and then everybody left. In, and they put in a pinch runner and everybody left. So, and then of course, Thursday, he hit one to the warning track in the ninth inning when we thought like, okay, he's going to hit a game winning walk off home run against the Red Sox for 61. Right. It didn't happen. But anyway, this is a very long winded way. Wait, wait, wait. I have mean, one more question about yeah. all these games. Yeah. Very cru- crucial question. Yeah. What'd you eat at the stadium? Oh, it's a great question. Okay. Right. Uh, the first two games, I had a hot dog. Nice. And then the, the fourth game, or the third game, rather, I went with Ezra. Because okay. it was like, it was our regular ticket night. Nice, you know, like nice. we had tickets for that Wait, game. Wait, explain to our listeners who Ezra is. Oh, we've said this before. Know, Ezra's my nephew with whom. Hilarious. He's four, almost 15. He's going to be 15 next month. He's hysterical. We have a great time going to the games. And he's, we've been, all year we've been talking about like, like what the go-to food is at the, at okay, the stadium. Okay, so Because the, the stadium, the food options are not great. I know. Okay? It's like, really disappointing, actually. It is disappointing. Yeah. And I, you and I talked about this yesterday because they even have halal guys at the stadium and it's fucking gross. <laughs> I mean, like, and like halal guys is good in general, but right. it's gross at the stadium. Right, we right. got it one time. It was disgusting. We're I'm like, sure. Okay. I'm like, we're never doing this again. Right. So we've come to the conclusion that the best bang for your buck yeah. is the chicken fingers and fries. See, when I first met you, that was at the old stadium. Yeah, that was you never had a hot dog. You only yeah. had the chicken fingers and fries. So here's the funny thing, though. Ezra and I have been like watching people all season get like the value bucket of chicken fingers and fries. <laughs> and we're like... Dude, that's an offensive amount of food. <laughs> and of course, it's at the stadium, so it must be like 60 bucks. <laughs> it's actually like 20 bucks. And then, so he texts me before the game, and he's like, dude, value bucket. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, it's the last game of the season that we're going to. He's like, value bucket. Like, do you guys do that? I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> I so, love it. I love okay, it. Okay, so we got the value bucket. But let me explain to you right. what I learned. Yeah. Okay? Never get the value bucket. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. They give you like four or five chicken fingers. Yeah. And like three pounds of French fries. Oh, oh that's <laughs> bullshit, man. Even Ezra was like, oh man, this I can't I can't eat any more of this. Like it was just too much. It's like, like it reminds me there's a there's a Tex Mex place in DC that has the Plato Gordo. It's for oh, like Jesus. four people. And our dear friend Rich, Rich and I go when he oh. now when he used to live there, but now when he comes to visit, we go and the two of us sit there and we're like, yeah, we'd like the Plato Gordo. And the, the waiters always look at us like, that's from four people. Like, yeah, rookies, bring us the yeah. Plato Gordo. Yeah. Dude. It the was, value bucket. The value, But he did keep the bucket. I'm like, you're taking the bucket home with you. Oh, nice. So he took the bucket. At the end of the night, I'm like, don't forget the bucket. And it was still like three quarters of the way filled <laughs> up French, French fries. fries. I'm like, dude, bring the French fries home. He's like, No. <laughs> That's like, that would be like the the height of kind of Jewish cheapness. Oh my god! Look, I brought the French fries back. Oh my Even god. better if it was like grandma and it was in her bag. I, I wouldn't put that past my step, my late how step many, grandmother. How many, how many grandmas hip checked me and get me out of the way of the Viennese table at bar and bat mitzvahs so they could in bring your life? Home. Yeah, in, in your life, the number has to be more than ten. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. 
my step grandmother would line her purse with tin foil when she went to the early bird special yeah. so she could take the rolls home she would they would order yeah extra rolls at the end of the meal just to take them home wow what about the I butter mean, patties no, I don't think no butter patties. But, mm. No, but there are a lot of sweet and low packets I saw lying around. The I mean, even Lauren does that. I opened something one day and I <laughs> really? took out a bag and stuff. I was like, "There's not even a grandma who lives here." <laughs> sweet and low, the pink, the big, pink sweet and low, the, the yellow things. What are those? Equal? I don't know what that is. Splenda. Splendas. Yeah. All right. So this is all a very long-winded <laughs> yes. way of of me getting to the question that I had, oh, okay. which is. If you were to catch the Aaron Judge okay, you posed 61st, to me yesterday, yes. right, 61st or 67th, 62nd ball, home run ball, yeah. what would you do? Because, you know, the people right. who th – there's value. Yep. I think they're valuing the 61st at like quarter of a million dollars, like $250,000. Like right. the 62nd home run could go for over a million. Right. So – if you were the one to catch the ball, what would you do? Look, I, I, I thought about this yesterday, the moment right. that you posed it to me, yeah, and yeah, I immediately yeah. came to the following. Uh huh. If I were lucky enough to catch one of those balls, yeah. it's, just be, it's just the luck of the draw. You know, I'm just the schmuck who happens to be in the right place at the right exactly. time. I would exactly. want to give that ball to Aaron Judge. That is Aaron Judge's accomplishment. Sure. What I would ask for in response from yeah. the Yankees, a or sign – Sign, sign ball, sign bat, and a and an authentic jersey. That's it. That's it. Really? I don't. I mean, what? And I, you know, all things. Be, I live in Maryland. I can't. Uh, you know, maybe maybe tickets to a Red Sox Yankees series or I, playoff you know, tickets. Or... He deserves that ball. I'm okay. not gonna. No, that just seems. I, now, of course, this is all in the hypothetical. I'm not catching the ball. I'm not going to any. Well, games you're not at the game. So, the game, but I just. I don't know. I just feel like. People who I want agree. to experience this is this guy's unbelievable. Every kid who grew up playing baseball thinks about what would happen if I was ever the home run king, yeah, and so forth. And like to take the ball and then sell it, yeah, it feels. Look, it feels I, I read, I read that the guy who caught the Albert Pujols seven hundred yeah, home yeah. run the other night, yeah, took the ball home with him. Did he? He did and not, did, I did, mean, did the Cardinals ask him for it? I, look, I think they might be in a negotiation process, but he took it home. Yeah. I, whereas, would immediately, I would immediately whereas, hold it up and have security come over and be like, I got to meet Aaron Judge after well, the game. Well, there was a 20-year-old kid who got Aaron Judge's 60th the other night, mm -hmm. and he went back to the clubhouse, and just like you said, like he asked for like a bat, and some, you know, autograph pictures, and that was kind of it. Like, and and some people on Twitter were like, "Yeah, that's the right thing," and then other people are like, "You're an idiot," and you know, whatever. They're always haters out right. there. Right. So the only thing that I would add to what you suggested, I the think value right. bucket, unlimited well, value bucket for you and sign, Ezra, the signed value bucket. I would want like a large framed photo of the home run that he signed that's cool yeah or they must and, then, have, and they would have a photo of you getting the ball well i mean not less so but like more of him hitting it right and yeah yeah, yeah. but that's... then but then ezra had a great idea okay he was like dinner at rayo's yeah on the that the yankees get the with aaron judge 
with Judge Jeter and Mariano Rivera. Oh my god! I'm like, that's not bad, actually. Ezra's looking large, man. Yeah, he is. But you know, I would also throw in there like playoff tickets, or, or you could even think like, give me two tickets, lifetime pass at the stadium. Right? It is something like that, but I wouldn't sell it yeah. for two hundred fifty. No, 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 no. Right? No, no. It's, it's not his yours. ball. It's his. It's, it's his. his. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But there are people who don't think the way we do. Yeah. Right. No, and, and they're perfectly they're, fine. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can it's be greedy. Fine. That's right. fine. Anyway. Anyway, so you had we had some other things. You wanted you started to tell me something before we started the episode that I was like, hold off because I want I want to talk about about it here. the guy in my the guy in my yes. mom's, in your ma- mom's neighborhood, neighborhood or what or what my sister discovered yesterday. First, the neighborhood. Now, first, tell me what your sister discovered, and then we'll talk about right. the neighborhood. So, so I tweeted about it this morning. So, oh, you did? Yeah. yeah so yeah. everybody go to Twitter. Everybody go to Twitter, but I'll tell the story anyway. People aren't there. So. Way back when, in 1973, my dad... That's almost 50 years ago. That's 50 years ago. My dad was in line at a bank in New York City. I guess it was a long line, and he struck up a conversation with the guy also standing, the guy also standing in line with him. Turned out that that guy was Bob Kane, the co-creator of Batman. And so when my father discovered who it was, he told him that his five-year-old was obsessed with Batman. They found a piece of paper and a pen and Bob Kane scribbled out Batman and Robin and wrote to Steven, your friend Batman and signed it, Bob Kane, 1973. That's pretty awesome. Awesome. My father framed it. It hung in my bedroom forever. We must have taken it down when you know I was a teenager and we redid my bedroom and whatever. Cheryl Teagues went up. Cheryl Teagues went up and fa- Batman came oh, down. I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the tweet right now. Isn't that it's cool? Of course. Cool picture. The, the autocorrect instead of in 1973 says I'm 1973. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, people yeah. understand what it is. I and, and wow, this is awesome. It came down. And I guess my dad thought he was going to live forever. And so he took it and he put it away for safekeeping. And I kid you not, in the 14 years, almost 14 years since he's he died – on and off, I have been looking for it. But this search has intensified over the course of the last two years. Yeah. And I have turned the house, my mom's house, upside down looking for it. And yeah. at some point in the last, I don't know, year or so, I've just resigned myself to the fact that it's it's lost. It got thrown right. out. My mom had a big flood over the summer. You know, whatever. It's gone. We were in the city yesterday. We're visiting you. We pull my sister was actually here yesterday while we were in the city. And I pull into my mom's driveway and there's a text message from my sister. And there's a picture of this thing with the thing. Who's your favorite sister? She had unearthed it in a corner of what was my father's workroom where he kept tools and all kinds of stuff. What was she doing there? Was she just So my mom, I told you, my mom, my mom, well, Julie was on Long Island because she had a wedding shower to go to in Plainview, coincidentally. So she Uh came afterwards and she's been helping my mom clean out the basement. My mom had a big flood. They put down a new floor and so on and so forth. But there was all this stuff. And so we're going through tons of things. By the way, there are Yankee programs from the 1940s in this house. I don't doubt it. Framed in plastic sleeves. But of course, they're all scored. So they're probably not not worth as much. They're not in pristine condition. But whatever. So she found this. I have been looking for it. And you have no idea the joy. I have been looking at it constantly. The joy of, of having this. 
back. Yeah, you're, it's a connection to your father. Yeah. You get, yeah. It was so... Dude, it's awesome. Your father was being completely himself in the moment, talking with a complete stranger, and thinking about you, right? I, I, I and picked, doing I, something for you. I picked it up. I've, I've kind of wiped it off. And so, yeah. and like the tears start welling up because yeah. this is this connection. It's so awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy to have it. So this is you how you no keep idea. your father alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing. Totally. That's great. What Other, are you going to do with it? Uh, I'm going to put it in bubble wrap and I'm going <laughs> to bring it back to Potomac and I'm going to hang it in the home office and I'm never going to get... I'm never going to let my eyes off of it ever again. Okay. Who gets it when you die? Oh, tough question. <laughs> Look at Cut that. it in half. Maddie gets one half and me gets the other half. You know I have what? no idea. You got to figure that out. Let them fight it. Let them fight, fight it out. Make You know what? Convert it into like a digital file. <laughs> right. <laughs> Make an NFT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that shit? The other thing. Yeah. So, here we are. Yeah, so anyway. I'm on Long Island. So you're on Long Island. Are you in Long Island or are you in Long Island or on Long Island? I don't Island? know. What am I? I think I'm on. Aren't you on an in. island? No, no. You're in definitely. You're in. When you're in Long Island, you're in Long Island. You're in it. Yeah, I have not tuned the radio to WBAB Long Island's home of rock and roll, but I need to do that. Um, In any event. So you're in Long I Island. I went out this morning for a run. Yeah. And, you know, I do a warm-up walk and I went down the block and I turned the corner and a few houses in, there's a guy. He's got like his Dodge Ram truck, like really jack truck. It looks pretty uh-huh. nice. You know, and these these pickup trucks, they're not inexpensive items. No. It's got a big Trump thing along the back window of the uh. cab. Then wait. He's got an American flag turned upside down. For people who don't know, that is a signal that's that's a naval signal of distress if the if the flag is turned upside down. And he's got one of those tread on me, don't, don't tread, tread on me. me. But it's not, and it's in like, it's not the yellow ga- actual right. Gadsden flag. It has don't tread right. on me, but it's like camo and whatever. And I'm just like, who hurt this man? What the fuck who, is wrong with this? He lives, who hurt him? He lives in a lovely community on Long Island. He owns, oh, now he also has got a Lexus SUV in the driveway. Really? Yeah. Like, what does he have, what does he have to be so angry about? And so What's my mom grievance? was also telling me, she's, I came out, I was putting two and two together. The other day she was asking me about, she's like, what kind of car is a Ram? Uh-huh. I was like, it's a pickup truck. Why? She's yeah. like, I don't know, I see them. And, the, you know, they often have the flags and stuff like that. And so yeah. when I was out, I was like, oh, no wonder why she was asking me about that. Yeah. She drives she... around the corner, she sees this guy and it's unsettling to her. Yeah. And so she was, I came back and I was like, from my run, I was like, oh, now I know why you were asking me about Ram. And she said, well, yeah. And she told me she had the Biden lawn sign on during the uh-huh. – and she said no one else in the neighborhood did, but a number of people who are like out walking dogs says, would see her and stop her and say, oh, thank you. And I was like, yeah, because they were intimidated by the guy around the corner. Well, that's what I was about to ask you. Like if you are a person of color or, right. or uh, a woman or an LGBTQ person living in this neighborhood – how do you feel when mm-hmm. you see your neighbor flying that Trump flag off of his off of his pickup truck? Right. Like, how does that make you feel? That's that's what he wants. He wants you to. He wants your mom to be intimidated. That's exactly right. He wants right. the neighbors to be intimidated. That's exactly right. He wants right. them to live in fear. Fear of him, right? Of what he might. That's why you see all these guys who are acting super aggressively. My my uh, my buddy Gretchen's husband Mike wants to print up like. 
t-shirts. You see these guys with these camo t-shirts and it has like the second amendment on it. Or maybe you don't see it. You live on the Upper West Side, but like I see it because, you know, Western Maryland is, you know, 30 minutes from us and like all this shit, whatever. He wants to print up the same camo t-shirts and have like the rainbow flag on it. And, you know, there's a well-regulated militia and things like that. And Black Lives Matter. And, uh, and stuff like that. And just because like these guys just think they can intimidate the rest of us. And I just I, I don't think we should be intimidated for as as much as they want us to think that they are the real Americans in the majority. Yeah, they're not. No, they're not. But they are but a also very armed. vocal and dangerous and yeah. armed minority of people. And as we have uh, described for years now, and we this know now better than we ever jack, have. They jack off to Tucker Carlson. How fucking pathetic. How pathetic do you have to be to to be like oh such a loser to think that tucker carlson is like the man the wisdom what a loser he's speaking for you look these are people who for whatever reason feel like their time has passed and these are the only people who can who address their needy their needs right Right, they, these people are aggrieved because something has been lost. But what, their, is, what does this guy have view? to be angry about? He's got these two fancy cars in his driveway. He lives like in a nice community. His kids go to great schools. Like, does he think African Americans are taking something from him? Has yes. he been to Has he been to Baltimore? Like, the he part, thinks has he, he been probably to, thinks that his kids aren't going to get into the type of school that he thinks they should get into because some well, they must not have brains in their head because their father's a schmuck. But some undeserving person of color is going to take their spot. That's always the way it is. Uh, it's unbelievable. They always think like we work hard and they take. Right. Yeah, the like, Mitt Romney, the Mitt Romney th- quote. Yes, the givers, the, the takers, cycle. the makers, and the takers. Right. Right, and right. that somehow this guy who was probably born into decent circumstances thinks that he pulled himself up by his own bootstraps when he does not see the infrastructure that was created. Right. To give him not only the boots and the bootstraps, but the entire factory, right. and the and, entire boot factory. And here's the thing: this isn't the working class whites. These guys. I mean, this is yeah. this isn't. My, you know, we didn't live in the. I didn't grow up in the fanciest community on Long Island. But you know, these are like the middle. The, you know, I think a lot of these Trump hardcore Trumps they're like the middle management. They're right. The, right? These are the, the middle management class. The the real estate agents. The you know whatever. These are not people who are, you know, str- the, how the media would let us believe that this is economic grievances. This is bullshit. It's and this is the perfect example yeah. of it. Yeah. The perfect example. The guy, he's probably got in excess of $120,000 worth of cars sitting right. in front of his house. Right. Fuck that guy. It's also like, who was telling me about some guy he knew who was like an orthopedic surgeon who was so fucking angry. Like the Fox Why? News warrior, that orthopedic surgeons, man, those guys are raking in the cash. Exactly. Like, what's he so angry about? I don't know. No idea. So, so we talked a little bit about this yesterday. That you've been watching the uh, Ken Burns Holocaust. You watched episode that? two last night. I I, well, I finished episode two yesterday also, and I have to tell you that it's very difficult to watch this. It is it's so really difficult painful. Um, and I think that he's doing a masterful or he did a masterful job of just synthesizing 
the history yeah. in a very, um, in a way that's easily digested right. while at the same time, like I, I'm watching it in like a half hour, 45 minute uh, spurts because I can't, right. Uh, I just can't take all of right, it. And it's right. not in like. We have another a, hour left of the episode two. The kids were okay. sort of. But the kids are riveted by it, but it was getting late. It was like 11 o'clock. Uh, and and there is there is some difficult footage, but it's not like an overwhelming right. amount of like, at least in the not first two gore. episodes. Well, not yet, right. at least. But who right. knows what the third episode is right. going to bring uh, with all the revelations of what, right. what, you know, when the war ends. But, dude, but it's it's really incredible to The American watch. Bund? I mean, this is. To, that's well, the we, thing. Like. I know the story yeah. of... Well, because a lot of, of these people were from Long Island and New right, Jersey. Right. So I, I'm well-versed in what happened in Europe. Yeah. I'm less well-versed well with the yeah. huge amount of support for Nazism and Hitler in America. The, the, the anti-Semitism, I mean, you heard these things, but Burns really brings this stuff. Home. Well, that, that's when in you a way realize, that is deeply unsettling, especially given the well, that, echoes of the past and and how well, and what um, we're going through now. And, and we talked about this earlier in in the week. Like this, he made this very specifically for today, right. for this moment in history. Didn't because, you tell me they interviewed him? And he said they sped it up. They, oh, they I didn't tell you that. someone told me said, that they yeah. had read. Maybe I, it I wouldn't doubt it though. I Maybe my mom it. told me that she had read that it that they had they. Had, wanted to bring it out faster than they had originally yeah. intended for Look, precisely it's so that important. reason. It's so important, but, and you and I did talk about this part. It's on PBS. It's on PBS. And, you know, you're preaching to the choir. There is nobody who needs to watch this, who really needs to watch this, who is right. going to see it because those people are not watching PBS. Right. Right. The people who watch PBS are already predisposed right. to knowing the history and right. not wanting to repeat the history. And the people who should see this are going to be like, this isn't true. Right, and like you're you maligning America, right? You're, you're maligning America and you're, you're doing a disservice to our, to, to America because you're distorting the history right. in some way that they would, they would think that this is a distortion of our history rather than a distillation right. of our history and really showing us, holding a mirror up to us and saying, this is who we were. Had, and guess what? This is who we still are in you, a lot of ways. Did you know that there were Nazi summer camps in New yes. Jersey? I had no and fucking Long idea. Island. I had Long no Island idea. Also, you had no idea. I had no idea. When I was I mean, I knew up, that there was support for... Germany among yeah. no, no, German American we, community. I knew that I Charles Lindbergh was a fascist and an anti-Semite. I knew Henry Ford was an anti. I didn't right. know. I didn't really have a good sense of how deep this ran. Well, when we when I was five years old, we moved to New Jersey. Right. right? So we lived in the city until I was five, and then I grew up right. uh, in New Jersey. And we grew up in Union County, and the first. And the school that we went to, the Jewish day school, when we first moved out there was in Union, New Jersey. Yeah. And I can't even tell you how old I was when I learned that Union, New Jersey historically had, was a town of Nazi sympathizers. Like in the thirties, there were Nazis right. in Union County. I mean, in, Un in Union. Yeah. Mind and then if you, if you read uh, the war against America, mm -hmm. the Philip Roth I book, have it at home. I've never been able to bring should, myself to read it. You should read it, and then you should go back and watch the HBO uh, series that they made 
on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, especially after was, watching the so Tim Burns thing, it was on. It was on the shelf here at my should, mom's house, and I grabbed it. You I, should read it. And it was, you know, like high Trump era. But, and then that's when the HBO thing came out. I was like, I can't. It was enough that I read The Man in the High Tower. I actually read the book, and then we watched the series, which had nothing to do with the book. But really, you but should, whatever. you should watch this. You should read it because now that you've seen Ken Burns, the Ken Burns, yeah. you can see how easily it could have turned the other yeah, way. Yeah, well, that's the unnerving thing. Is like, yeah. who who are the people now? Like, Trump wins. DeSantis wins, right? Who are the people now who are going to turn it the other way? You know, it, it, what Burns makes clear is that FDR yeah. understood what was happening. And he was in this yes. He was in this Not that he battle. was perfect. Not that though. he was perfect, but he was in this By battle with Charles Lindbergh and Father Coughlin. He was yeah. in these battles with them, but he ultimately he wasn't perfect, but he was ultimately on the on the right side. Yes. Who would do it, that now? You know, here's the difference. And I don't know if you've gotten to this point in the second episode. We have like an hour left. So when when um, when FDR ran for his third term, he ran against Wendell Wilkie, mm -hmm. who was a Republican um, candidate. But Wendell Wilkie was uh, vocal in uh, denouncing Nazis. Right. So it needed to two, be right. The two major parties right. were still kind of in, right. this, in lockstep about like, hey, this is evil, and right. we need to confront it. Right. The only faction. That wasn't was the America First party, right? right. You know, by Charles Lindbergh. Like, I wonder where I've heard America First before. Uh, yeah. The, so the, the, unner the, the what's so unnerving about it is that it's the, the, the parallels. So anyway, yeah, the parallels are so clear. I mean, the, the similar kinds of dynamics are underway. Nothing and then, is and new now. Under with, though, we're going to be entering into a period of greater economic stress yeah so what the gonna fuck is gonna worse. happen now yeah well uh, it, look things in europe this winter are gonna get bad because bad. oil prices are gonna be high right. and they're gonna start to ration oil and electricity is gonna be and an issue i mean gas i was talking to one of my energy expert friends I, I think there's a i think that they've stored a lot of gas but it's only like three quarters of what they need yeah so there's gonna and, be and, rationing and prices are going to go up and then everywhere the Fed in is, Europe. The Fed here is jacking up interest rates. Yeah, it's, it's going to get be bad. Kinds, this is it's going to be all kinds of the, hurt. Yep. Yeah, this is when people look so to in good times. Easy answers from extremists. Yeah. So in good times, you have like the guy around the corner with the with the with the flag upside yeah. down in distress and the yeah. "Don't tread on me" bullshit. What's he going to do? He's going to get violent. Yeah. And going back to the documentary for a second, like the, the thing that just is so striking, it's just like there, it's so stark and, in, in, you know, but they're just showing it to you. We could have taken on, we could have taken in hundreds of thousands more people in this right. country. Right. And the State Department was like, nope. No, no. Not doing Because we're all a bunch of anti-Semite dickbags. Yeah. Dude, and for God. one reason Think or another reason, they always come up with they always come up with an excuse why it can't be done. Right. It's unbelievable. Too, you know, think about it. You know, a bunch of years ago, Bruce and I were flying out to Colorado to go skiing. And Bruce is like a little kid in the airplane, had his face pasted up against the window the whole time. It was great. He he goes up, he does this whole thing. He's like, yeah, I'm a vet. And they, he's like, and they're like, yeah, you can get on first. And he took me on first with him. And his face, he just kept looking at him. He's like, 
this country is so enormous. This place yeah. is so vast. There's so much space. And then he goes back to looking at it. And then like five minutes later, he's like, do you realize how big this country is? This country is enormous. It's so <laughs> it vast. Is, like, I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. There's room for There's everybody. There's room for a lot of people. They can all move out to the Dakotas where there aren't a lot of people. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, all right. I think right. we've gone to the end of our episode. Happy but, uh, 57. What is it? 5783? I don't 57, know. 38, 83, 5872. I can't remember. Yeah. 57. Apples 80. and honey, baby. All yeah. apples, all honey. Bim bomb, Fif- bitches. Bim bomb. All right. It is. What's it going to be? 83. 5783, all right. Happy 5783. Yeah, shout out to Vi. Happy New Year. In case we don't celebrate, hey, have a good day anyway. All right. We're out. Peace.